We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of One on One with former Chiefs Jeff Allen and Mike DeVito. 17 years of NFL experience between them, including eight with Andy Reid. One on One is a weekly show from a couple of guys who know what it's like to step on the field for Chiefs Kingdom and can share stories you've never heard before with a perspective you can't find anywhere else on a weekly basis. One on One is proudly presented by Cookie Society. Don't forget to hit that follow button so you don't miss anything from the highest ranked Chiefs podcast network of 2022. And now, the latest episode of One on One with Jeff Allen and Mike DeVito. Welcome back, Chiefs Kingdom, to One on One, a KC Sports Network podcast. I am your co-host, Mike DeVito, and I am here with two Chiefs legends today. As always, my brother, Super Bowl champion, nine-year NFL veteran, Jeff Allen, and my other brother, and our first repeat guest. And I think, Dustin, you are our first guest out the gate on this show. We got my man, Dustin Culpa. Dustin, thank you so much for coming on the show, brother. How you doing? Hey, I appreciate it. It's it's three Chiefs legends, though, and you need to refer yourself in the third person. Uh, the, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't hold a candle to you guys, but... But thank you for coming on the show, man. So before we jump into it, talk to me. What's what's been going on? What's going on with life? How you doing? Good. I, I, love, I love that we're all wearing our uh, our our Chiefs gear. Yeah, got to do it, baby. Might, might as well be, well be Red Friday. Um, I've been busy. I mean, you guys know it. You guys are busy with kids. Mm. Um, I have five. Uh, it's 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 something every day. Uh, we thought we had we'd have like a little break with with Hartley, our one daughter, and then she decided she wanted to do basketball and soccer and volleyball. And <laughs> she's like, "I'm gonna pull out of gymnastics." And we're like, "Okay, a, a break, and then it's competitive cheerleading." I'm gonna use my tumble, use my tumbling. I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" And so it's, we've we've kind of hired out and helped out. Uh, we we do the au pair thing that I think Frank Zombo does a little bit and yeah. has we have somebody from mexico um uh like at our house oh, for yes. about a about a half year and then so the kids can kind of learn a little bit of spanish awesome. like immerse That's themselves awesome. in it and then also with our church um we have a lot of families that are on the same teams as us that we do this like ride share program and which I love because some of those, as you guys know, when like it's it's like that old show. It's 
kids say the darndest things. Mm-hmm. When you're when you're in a car with somebody else's kids, you find out a lot about those people really quick. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And, it, and it's a lot of fun. I love and me too. I'm going like I gotta watch what I tell these boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what you know what always kills me? I get in these situations all the time. So my kids love uh Fortnite, the video game Fortnite. The right. the the weapons on Fortnite are like the same names as the weapons in real life. So like all the different guns or stuff are the same. So they'll be riding around with people, same idea, I can carpool or whether it be with their tutors or whatever. <laughs> they're talking about, oh, man, I love the sniper rifle with the M14. <laughs> and I know these people are looking at me like, what kind of crazy dad do you have that has all these guns? I'm like, it's the video games. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, and, and, and when you get around enough kids, I'm sure they're kind of like, your dad's definitely a Republican. This is crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, it's so true. <laughs> and I'm I'm up here in northern Maine where there's one Republican for every 35 Democrats. <laughs> like, get this dude out of here. <laughs> oh, we, oh I have great. to I have to okay, I have to tell this because we can uh, about politics. We're not we're not one without the other. And I love I love the other side. We can't do without the other side. Um, and this will be a segue because you asked what I've been doing. And so I have a very good friend in our church, Grant John, and his son, Parker and KJ, before we started going to this church, were arch rivals. We it was like we would show up for a basketball game with this kid. We show up for a basketball game and KJ is like, ah, I think we can win this game or indoor soccer or baseball or whatever. And this kid was always on the, on the other team. Right. And they went at it. I mean, like crazy. It was unbelievable. His, his name's Par- his son's name's Parker, and mine's KJ. And they're both pretty good baseball players. Uh, but they also play flag football. Well, now they're on the they're on the same team. Well, mm. Grant is driving in and out of traffic, and you guys know Kansas City like the back of your hand. It's gridded out, and so sometimes it's thirty five miles an hour, and you're like, why is it? You know, why is it 25 here? Why is it 35 here? What are we doing? Like, this yeah. is not right. I forgot about that. Yeah. You know, and yeah. they've expanded a lot of the roads, but the old mile an hour stays the same. And you're like, oh, I feel like my grandmother's in the back of my head. Dustin, 55. 55. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, come on, please. So anyway, they're, uh, Grant is behind somebody that is clearly texting. Yeah. So it's a girl that's coming in the lane and going out. And so Grant's like, I'm going to stay back. I know we're getting close to being late to practice for this, but I want to be careful. Well, so as he's going, this girl comes into Grant's lane and he just kind of taps on the horn. He's got a lot of little ears in the back. It's not just KJ and Parker. It's like Leo, Connor. It's like the whole entourage. Right. Well, Grant said, look, as a, as a father, I hate texting and driving. Right. And I don't want you guys ever to do it. I don't know if this lady's a bad person, but she's being very dangerous. And, uh, well, the kids start talking. And so Grant's like, oh, man, I don't know if I did bad. Well, so K- KJ, my little guy, he's in the back and he's going back and forth. And both of these boys at the time, they can't do their R's. So every take everything out of what they're saying. They can't say their R's. So, so KJ is like, Grant's is like, I don't know if she was up late or what she was doing or what. So KJ, and we've had a big talk about this since then, but K, KJ goes, hey, Paulko, she's probably a Democrat. 
<laughs> you gotta be careful what you say around your kids. And I said, well, so I so Grant tells me we're all laughing, and I said, buddy, we all have different beliefs that go across the aisles. That's not a cut thing. It's like, what's the right thing here? So I so I talked to KJ. He goes. I thought Grant said Democrat. I said, I don't think so, buddy. He would do that. He runs a business with all people. Uh, anyway, your I, I got to I got to laughing so hard. I'm like, KJ, don't you that's that we don't do that. We don't label here. Right. Watch her drive by with a Hillary Clinton like twenty twenty tattoo or a bumper yeah. sticker on the back. Oh yeah, and I'm like, and so and we never <laughs> we, we, we we know better. And he and anyway, it's, it was so and this was years ago and he's little. He didn't even get what he was saying. He couldn't pronounce his R's. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, now he's like, he would be like, he'll, he'd be like, I didn't say that, Dad. You know, I know you did, but I got you, buddy. You know so, what always um, gets me is these kids, the, the, the YouTube ads, I don't, and I don't, they're linked to, like, the local area, but um, they're all, the political time, they're all political. And oh. they're, they're learning all the stuff that, 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 like, I would like that. Like you would think it'd be the YouTube video. It's not. It's the stinking ad before the political ad where they're talking about all these crazy topics, and they're like, "Dad, what's this?" I'm like, "Where the hell did you hear that?" You know, it's like, "Oh, uh, yeah, the well, political ad." Yeah, it, like well, I, I always tell tell all my kids, like we help we help out orphans, widows, um, refugees. We're right. big in conservation. We get, yeah, we're going to, your butt's going to go to church. It's not like soccer and basketball season. Church season doesn't end. We're going all right. year long. We right. help people on o both sides of the aisle. We, you know how that goes. Right. So right. It, was a, it was an open door for a great conversation. But um, so Grant John, so entrepreneur, entrepreneur, um, it's fun watching you guys. And I didn't get into any of this until I was kind of done playing and I'm, I'm still kicking just in case I don't want to get a call and like have not been kicking, but I mm. did, did, I did get a chance to do this. And this, this goes back to Grant John. Um, and I, and I had, I, last night I had a, um, a hunting, uh, a shirt on. I actually have James Winchester's, uh, 41 farm hat on. Yeah. Oh no, I was going to ask you about that. So that's yeah, Winchester so stuff. That's cool. He loves hunting and he he's, he's always out and, God's creation, but um, this is what me and two partners kind of came up with and uh, mass produced. And I just got my first shipment of 5100 is from the hunting world. Is uh, it's a little game out. So this is the box, and if and I'll zero in when you go like this, you bore out the back, and then it's a universal mount uh, for for deer for hanging deer on a wall after you oh. kill your trophy. So you can, you can hang and it doesn't, I bet you it's uh, like, what's the weight limit on it? It could probably hold anything, right? Probably. So I have it. a cool picture. You, both of you guys, since you guys are very active, the weight room will like this. There's a picture in Lewisburg, Kansas of this product up against the wall, holding a, a dumbbell that has 115 pounds on it. Wow. So that's, that's, and, that's dirty. And now what do you do? Do you, so if somebody, what do you send that to the taxidermy with the, um, with the so, head and say with the deer and say put this on the back yeah so you can go to like mom and pop stuffs we're on amazon it's called timberlock and then nice. uh here pretty soon it'll be in bass pro and cabela's so so uh, what made you awesome. get what made you get into this dustin what made you get into entrepreneurship and, and making your own product like that so it it was it, it streamed from we have long off seasons and there was a little bit of a dead zone for me where I never had an off season because all of our kids were 
homeschooled yeah. and we were traveling back and forth from Florida or Kansas city uh, a lot. Christy was teaching the kids. Well, she decided to go back and get her master's. So we put kids in school and mm-hmm. she followed the kids from school. And then my off season became once the kids got to school, I can only kick so much. I can only right. work out so much. Mm-hmm. And I met a guy named Travis Heffernan and Jason rule. Uh, we brought him in to run like all of the, EDI, the electronic stuff, uh, the online uh, version. And then I contacted Grant John and he hooked me up with a uh, really cool uh, company called Bruin out of Iowa that kept the uh, Cheerios plant open during the pandemic. You know, all these Mm -hmm. companies were like, you can't come to work, can't do this. Well, Mm -hmm. Bruin came up with this plastic part that allowed them to keep making Cheerios through the pandemic. And so I thought that was a cool story. Didn't want to ship overseas. And so I basically bought a uh, mount, a tool for, uh, excuse me, a tool for them. And now instead of aluminum, which is super expensive, bad on the environment, what, what, right. what, what you, whatever you'd say to that. And now we're going to something we, we threw basically technology um, into a part. And now instead of making three or 400 a year, we can do 50, about 5,100 in order. And so if we can get it in more hunters hands and, and less than less impact on the environment. That's awesome. Wow, that's great, Dustin. Congratulations, brother. That's, that's really cool. Um, Thanks. So it's, I, I always well, have a ton of respect for, for the entrepreneurship stuff. You guys are incredible. No, I, I definitely have to get one of those. I, I'm not a huge hunter, but I will get one and I'll hang a deer in my neck. Yeah, no doubt. Me too, Dustin. No doubt. No, in the background. Send, send it to you. But you, you, you know, you and your wife, Jeff, that you, you guys have been doing this stuff for a long time. So yeah. and you guys were doing it when you were playing, which is, which was fun to watch because you have like a really, you had a great smooth like segue. And I'm not saying mine is, is yeah. choppy, but. I, I had to figure <clears throat> once I felt that absence of kids going to school, I was like, I got to come. I, I have to be productive. It's like yes. that call, mm-hmm. the, the a calling of a man, like, all right, right. how do I be productive now? <laughs> yep. Right. Right. That's one of the hardest things to transition. And Jeff and I had talked to that before leaving the league is finding that, that purpose and that routine and that productiveness. And so the purpose, that's the purpose. That's the, yeah, that, that's a good word. Yeah. For sure. Awesome, Dustin. Well, let's get into some Chiefs talk, brother. Talk to me. I know some stuff coming up this week and uh, uh, about, you know, that the you've, you've mentioned about um, sort of the Chiefs punting unit, and we'll get into that. But I, I wanted to go big picture to start and just get your thoughts on Casey's special teams so far this year. Um, Tobe, how are those guys doing? What are your thoughts from the outside looking in? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the – Dave Tobe is always, like you guys know, has been like a 30,000-foot view of it and watching mm-hmm. the season. He's always a, – he, he's, a, he's a bit of a wizard. Um, mm-hmm. And it's kind of fun to watch his path. We, we all three of us, have had different paths to the league. And, you know, his was like a strength coach to D-line coach to special teams guru. Right. And so when you come from that origin, it's interesting to look back and – realize wow he is really good at the x's and o's of special teams as the strength coach defense he knows that it's about reps and so i remember once he got to kansas city i was watching these punt return guys catch hundreds of punts for every practice that we have punt 
going like, man, this is, I mean, this, you know, the, the ball's flying off the jugs, go boom, 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 getting these guys work. And so that's like his, that strength coach mentality of, you know, one more rep as Barry Barry Rubin would say. Right. And, and so when I watched him and he, I, I remember being in a room sometimes and, in 2006, 2008, I remember having tight ends and uh, and offensive guys, a lot of guys covering punts. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, like, you know, offensive guys don't necessarily know how to tackle that great. You right. know, mo- most of you, it's not their it's not their job. It's not right. their 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 calling card. And once Dave. Uh, got got in the mix he really knew how to fit all the puzzle pieces uh and not just in the building but going out and finding guys uh that were you know offense some of them offense and defensive players in college that would also punt return and all of a sudden he's your gunner right right he would call you know dave would call you into his office and and you would swear he was about to tell a story about one of his children, but it was about this guy that we might get in free agency or the draft that's going to be in our room and could be a special teams captain yeah. you know, the next five years. And you're going like, oh, my gosh, my mind's blown. How does this guy, <laughs> how does this guy come up with all of this stuff? Like, and, right. and then it would happen. Right. And, um, and so you could see the assignment because he thought, hey, I can during the draft or during free agency, I'm, I'm standing on my desk making sure everybody hears me. I got to have this guy in the room. And then right. he, then, then he would wind up there. It was, it was cool to see. So as I, as I zoom in and watch the special teams, I, I see obviously his influence throughout that and finding guys, putting guys in these positions and making it happen. I mean, when we when us three would watch film, you know, the, the day after the game, whether that be a Monday or Tuesday or whatever it was, you know, as it would, as it would change through the years, I remember him having this crazy, what seemed to be a crazy plan during the week. Cause he's watching all this film happening. He goes, if they do this, we're going to sit DeAnthony Thomas on the sidelines and see if he can return this punt as the off return guy. And we're going like, he's wasting a guy. Mm-hmm. There's a guy way out in space. And then it would happen. <laughs> the, the special teams coach on the other side would get a little bit of afraid with our return guy. He'd go into rugby punt mode. It was it ended up being a right footed punter, and he'd rugby it right over to where DeAnthony Thomas was. I couldn't. And, and you're going like, wow, how, like he did he send a did he send cash or check this week for him to do that? Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. Hey, I got to tell you guys about our friends at Liquid Death. And by now, you guys already know that you might see some strange tall boys of beer in the bottled water section of your local stores. Well, it's not beer. It's actually mountain spring water from the Alps, and it's called Liquid Death. Why is the water called Liquid Death? Say it with me, it'll brutally murder your thirst. And their infinitely recycled tall boy cans are here helping to bring death to plastic bottles as well. They also donate 10% of their profits from every can sold to kill plastic pollution. I've got the severed lime flavor with me here. I also love the berry flavor. And also, just the straight still water is incredible. I like uh, I like drinking the water out of the can. It makes you feel 
powerful, makes you feel uh, authoritative. So here's what you got to do. Go to liquiddeath.com slash KCSN to find their store locator tool, or you can go get Liquid Death at your local Target, Walmart, or 7-Eleven. Go check them out at liquiddeath.com slash KCSN. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. That's. I remember I used to go to – so this is Andy Reid's staff too. I think the yeah. one thing that's interesting, I've been around, you know, coaches that I would say, yeah, that guy's a great position coach. That guy's a great defense coordinator. I feel like everybody – on Andy Reid's staff and Tobe being sort of the paradigm case. Like I could see him being a head coach. Like he has all those qualities, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, wow, this guy's just incredible. And it's across the board in Kansas City. I feel like at every level you could say, oh yeah, I could see why, how this guy could easily be a head coach given all the talents he has as a coach. And I used to go to Tobe with my defensive line stuff. Like I trusted him more than my own guys at the time, because I was saying, you know, and I would say, Hey, grade the film, will you? And, and, give me feedback and he would give me feedback and the stuff was awesome. I mean, I you just talk about that. That's amazing that he knew every aspect of the game in the yeah. game plan on both sides of the ball and special yeah. teams. He knew what Incredible. we were doing offensively. He knew the cause. He would stand back there during walkthrough and I have conversations with him. The same thing. I'm like, how the hell do you know this? Tobes? Yeah. He's like, I'm just, I just sit around and I listen. Yeah. But he's like, it's, a, it's amazing. Yeah, it, it is amazing, Jeff. And I think one of the funnier things in this just, shot in this thing is is i remember young guys either being in camp whether it's snap or anything like that they would say something like um to, to dave we'd be in his office we'd we've just come from a, a meeting or whatever and we'd be in conversation whether it be about hunting or you know he loves the stock market he loves hunting you know he there's there's things that are like his passions and stuff and obviously loves lifting he loves watching guys change in that weight room all throughout the offseason, OTA, all that stuff. But I always loved when somebody would say like, hey, did you see such and such? And it was during a time 
where you know in between you know four or five sickles, six o'clock in the morning and 10 p.m if it's not in practice or eating or lifting or something he's watching film right and so i got very careful with how i asked about how any anything was family was you know did you check this out did you see that because if it happened in that in that time frame he right. was watching film and you could tell if somebody asked him, he'd be offended if you thought he wasn't watching film. Right. <laughs> he's incredible. Man. Yeah. He is. He's a great, he's a fantastic coach. And that sort of transitions us into the topic that um, I know you've been talking about a lot this week, and that's the situation and stuff going on with the punt game. Um, and so sort of tell me what your thoughts are, Dustin. We'll just rehash what you said on Twitter and, what you're thinking, what you're seeing there. I'm sorry, not the punt game, the kicking game. The, the kicking, kicking game. game. And before and before the, you, it's, it's dealing with the punters, the holder. Before you get yeah, in yeah. that, I'm usually the guy getting in trouble on Twitter. So thank you for taking something off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and I, I, I do. I feel like, and I'm, my foot, my foot's already out into, into this like uh, podcasting, uh, world. I've done a lot of work for hospitals, love doing MC work, love raising money for kids. I love using uh, social media for the positive. And even though I know that you're always, you, when you put something out there, it's just like the conversation we get to have our kids about working bipartisanly. You don't, mm -hmm. if you cut the other side out, you don't get stuff done. And so when I tweeted that out, I probably had not been active on Twitter, but been trying to helping the situation from afar. And since I was in the room in 2020, I just saw it actively progressing. And when you watch film, if you're on NFL plus and you have that access and you're watching film and you see it happen, you just try to give like warnings, like, Hey, this is, you got to watch out. This is happening. It happened yeah. in the playoffs these last two years and it's happening now during the season mm -hmm. and we're starting to miss kicks. Um, the emotional side of me, which, you can't get involved. You know how Twitter gives you that tug. They're, they're mm -hmm. smart people. If you watch yeah. the social dilemma, this is what it was. And I, I know that uh, as a, I guess maybe I can say former player, unless I get a call here in the next month or two. Right. Uh, but as a former player, I know that I can't inject myself into a room like that. I just have to keep having, sometimes you got to have, keep having private con uh, conversations with guys maybe in the room, but I really don't even want to, that's hard to do too. I just, as the holder for that team for so long, when I see that and I say something's going to happen, I just want you to listen. Mm -hmm. I want, and, and it, it, and that's the hard thing about Twitter is, is maybe I threw a hammer too hard, but I knew it was going to happen and it did. Mm -hmm. And it, it's a very simple correction. And I prefaced it with, He's an exceptional punter. That was one of those Dave Tobe things that he's looking at a guy that was a Pro Bowl alternate, Pro Bowl alternate, just won the Super Bowl, and looking to make a change for the long haul. Yeah, right. And, right, and that's hard. That's hard for me to say, but it's true. And I've always said it. I said that was a good pick. He could have done it, and and maybe not, maybe not should have, but could have done it the year before with Jack Fox who sat a year out and then went to Detroit and made a pro bowl. Mm -hmm. And, um, and even though uh, a lot of that's indoor punting and Jack Fox can't, basically said, I'm so glad you beat me out because now I'm in Detroit. I got a lot of indoor games. Right. Yeah, right. I mean, 
that's that's great for a specialist you're in that that vacuum so anyway back to the, the special team stuff is what i was really saying on twitter and it looked like an attack is this guy's a great punter i just i've been trying to help mm-hmm. and as a as a as a holder you're sitting in the middle of an operation that has three parts mm-hmm. you have a guy that's snapping the very high level in james winchester and he is one of the best athletes in the room. And a lot of, a lot of people don't know that when Ty Tyreek Hill was in the locker room, he had the highest vertical and then it was James Winchester. Huh. Well, I, well, I don't want to cut you off, but, but James was a wide receiver and we have rookie minicap together. He didn't, yes, make, the yeah, no. he didn't make the team then he was from Oklahoma. He didn't make the team end up coming back. As a long snapper, it's freaking amazing. I, wow, I didn't it's, realize it's an, that. It's an amazing story, um, but I'll let you keep going. Sorry about that. Wow. No, it's, no, no. You're right, though, Jeff. This, these guys, and the fun, the interesting thing about your story, Jeff, is I talked to Coach Heupel. I went back to Tennessee this offseason. I talked to Coach Heupel, and James had always been a little. I, I, I don't want to say bitter because J- James is anything but bitter, but he mm. was like, he really wanted to play receiver at Oklahoma and that's what he was recruited to do. Long right. snapper was a side gig. It's kind of right. like me and me in football. I played soccer my entire life. A guy got hurt my senior year in high school and they said, Hey, you can kick a ball. We need you to kick for the high school. And my dad was like, really? Now you're going to try this thing. Yeah. And right. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm like, so anyway, coach Heupel at Tennessee, I was like, yeah, I'm good friends with James Winchester. And he goes, I love James. When James, Josh's kind of thing, he kind of pushed James away and just said, you need to concentrate on long snapping because I just see it. We got scholarship athletes and guys that are going to be playing receiver for us, and you're a walk-on. I'm just being honest. Well, the funny thing is that pushed and propelled him into what he's doing now. That guy also has been down in, in South Texas knocking on doors with people that come to their uh, door with guns trying to check on oil properties. Mm-hmm. So this boy, this guy has done a lot of stuff to, to, to find himself in that room. So he is one of the most athletic long snappers. So Dave Tobe, again, he cooks this up. He sees this kid punting out of Florida, Tommy Townsend, which is, it's turned into hitting, he's hitting bombs. He's ratio punting. Ratio punting is if you can hit the ball four and a half seconds in the air at 45 yards. Or, you know, if it's 35, it's 3-5, five. Five, 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 right? 55, right. Five, 5 And he can hit those 55, five, 5 balls. I've seen it. I've seen it in practice when I was there. And the game, he does it too, sometimes longer than that. And so every, anything you could, you could want in a young putter where I feel like I used to be in that 06, 7, 8, till about 12, 13, that's when I really started focusing on directional putting because – and in 2013, Dave Tobe, when I was there, the seven years we were there together, it was directional punting, punt to win, and you could see all those return yards shrinking. And so I can even say that Dave had, a, had an instrumental thing in that. But when you look at those three guys, what I was saying on Twitter, kind of in a nutshell, is when I was a holder in Kansas City, I fell on grenades all the time because when our kicker missed – I said it was. I said. I said it was my. It's my fault. Right. I'm going to watch film. I'm going to get it right. And, and I know that he has to hit that kick, but it's on all three of us. Yeah. Right. That's not being said. Yeah. It's That's a. Difficult. It's a. It's a. You have to be. It's you have to be perfect. 
you need you you know he'll hit he's going to figure it out and hit those kicks but if it happens in three parts if he's if he's saying i'm only going to focus on me i'm going to focus on nothing but the holds and getting everything right because it's it's clear if you look at laces and stuff that's it's not there and it's tough man holding is one of the hardest things technical things of the game it's not you know man like dave would say you know man whip a man it's not it's not like that. Right. You're holding up guy in the blocks. When you guys die the slow death, there's no way I could do that. But <laughs> from a technical thing, when I'm squatting like a catcher in, in, in Major League Baseball, there's no room for error. Right. right. That, 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 fo- that, that football's got to be correct or he has to make a uh, – a kicker has to make a correction. And, and, and so as at the same time, you're, you're kind of jumping on – you know, some of those grenades of saying, Hey, I have just as much to do with this missed kick as the, as the kicker. I'm also being his psychologist, talking him off, talking him off cliffs. If I know that he's hitting the ball fat a little bit, or he's going to the right, I can doctor that ball just a little bit talking to him and say, Hey, like, let's, let's work on this a little bit in practice or pregame. If this is going to, if this is happening to you this week, Because you go through ebbs and flows, whether it's a golf game or kicking game. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Dustin, talk to me. So th- this is great, and I... I want to get back to the sort of bigger picture here with, with Kansas City and, and the punter, but I, I talk to me about the sort of the specifics and the technique of what's actually going on. What what is the correct way to do, you know, place the ball and uh what is what is happening with Kansas City right now with the way the ball is being placed and sort of how do the three things the, the actual technical details of how the three aspects of the uh kicking game play together. Talk to me about that whole process. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that, um, not I think, I know, I I think the biggest thing that I would say is that if you're looking at like the face of a clock Mm -hmm. and the field goal post is facing towards 12, right? um, if you have laces at six, a field goal kicker is going to be kicking laces and that's not out. We found that out in 1994, Jim Carrey. Right. Yeah, that's right. That's what I think of. You know, Finkel, you know, laces out. Right. And so to, to use that movie as a reference, when you're catching a football, 
if you catch a football and you catch it with your knuckles on your right hand, if you're kicking for, or you're holding for a right footed kicker and you get those laces right there, when you put it down, they're already at 12. Mm -hmm. So we're, uh, the, the good thing about James is he's a very accurate as, as you get later in the season and injuries pile up, the mental load is going, you got family in whatever all of the things are that, that affect us all cold. The, the biggest factor that I think of as a kicker is the cold. The ball doesn't compress as well. Right. And you want it to be even more perfect after that. And so when you catch a ball and you're, you're looking at those laces as they're coming back, it rotates two and a half, three times in that short area. Huh. And as you're going, you're wanting to try to zero in on those laces, catch those laces. So once, once you get to the ground, you, you have, a really slight turn. You just want to get those laces towards the field goal. Mm -hmm. So what's going on is if they're right now in Kansas city, if there is laces that hit six, the work, once you catch a ball, that's when you start working it with your right hand and then finish with your left. So you can't see Mm -hmm. as much movement. What's going, what's, uh, what's going on, which I'm, which I'm watching on film is the ball's hitting the ground. Then it's being adjusted. Mm. So you've got to get it in the air. You have to start turning in the air to place. As soon as you catch as soon as you catch that ball, you got to start working that ball with your right. And then when it hits the ground, it's just a little turn with that left. Mm-hmm. Now, seven out of eight, seven out of eight times, you're gonna watch those laces and, and you should be catching uh the laces somewhere on that knuckle so there's not a lot of turn. But we're, nobody's perfect. I, I'm speaking in a in a place coming from failure. Right. I've had bad holds before. I've done it in 06. And then I put gloves on. I've done it uh, down through the years. In 19, my last year there, we had a really sloppy game and I caught the ball, but on the way down, it slipped out of my hands, a snow game in Denver. Mm-hmm. And so I would never, ever come to a place of saying like, hey, this has never happened to me, but I want to tell you this. Right. I, I would love for everybody to learn from, from my failures. I, right. I don't, I, I'm, I was never perfect at holding. I'm just saying what I see. And I either say this during playoff time, which it would become a massive distraction, or I can say it now when we have a, a pretty favorable stretch for us yeah, and right. our opponents, and it's not going to be a thing. I saw it in 2020, seen it in 2021. We're three years in. All I'm saying is like, this is what I would do because I want you to have a ring. Right. Yep. Right. Especially with a kicker who's hurt. Right. So it's, it's, it's not, it's not like Bucker can, can has that much variability where he can make, I mean, he's hurting, right. I mean, he's got to go in there and play. You can't make him worry about all this other stuff when he's dealing with injuries. And, um, but I want to get to the bigger point, Jeff, I'm sorry. I keep, I'm all fired up, but you're good. One, man. <laughs> so when I was with the jets, I remember there was a game we were playing against the Falcons. I always see the Falcons or the Jaguars. And, um, it was the Jaguars. And uh, it was one of those last plays of the game where if we stopped the running play, uh, we got the ball back and we had a chance to go score and win. If they got the first down, game over. And this was in 2009. So it was right when I went from Eric Mangini's sort of static 3-4 defense to Rex Ryan's hybrid 4-3 where the techniques were different. And long story short – the Jaguars run the football to, to run out the clock. And I played a technique that I used to play in the old defense that didn't work in this defense. And when I did it, it messed up our linebacker. 
right? So it, got, it let a guy off, up onto the linebacker. He couldn't make the play, and they got the first down and game over. And I remember everybody giving the linebacker a hard time. And you play the defensive line. You guys know this. Defensive line is the most hidden position on the field. It's like I could have one sack and 99 minuses, and everybody's going to say, wow, DeVito had a great game because I had that one sack. That's why I hate you guys. Oh, man, all that stuff gets, <laughs> all that stuff gets uh, it's just hard to see. And you really need to know what's going on. And so, but I remember that I wanted to really make sure that everybody knew, listen, it wasn't the backer. That was me. And, and, and you do it anyway, regardless. And you, you never, it's always like, I got to do better. I got to do, and Andy Reid, I think you talk about the philosophy in Kansas City. Andy Reid's the best at this. When the offense had a bad game, who called the plays? Andy Reid called the plays. When the offense had a good game, who called the plays? EB called the play. Now we now I'm saying EB's great too. I'm not saying, but it's like Andy Reid sets the, the like from the top. The example is with takes the blame, bad. none of the credit. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. That's the true definition of a leader. And like when it comes to um, you know the special teams game, and you have this young punter who is obviously very good, but it just boggles my mind when you say that this has been going on for three years. It's an obvious problem. Anybody who knows special teams knows that this is part of the issue and the lack of accountability. It just seems very uh, uncharacteristic of a Kansas city chief, you know, player in that locker room. So that that's frustrating. I'm going to just bite my tongue though. Uh, talk to me about the relationship between you hit on this a little bit, but the relationship between the holder and the kicker, right? So what is this like if you're in that room now and Bucker's going through a tough time, Talk about that that uh, that relationship. I know the three of you guys, right? Long snapper, holder, kicker. You guys from from training camp on. You guys are spending all kinds of time together. Talk to me about what you're saying to him and how you're trying to get him back on track mentally. Yeah, and and I think that he he does a great job of that himself. And yeah. I, I I watch him from afar. I text with him, and I, he he has such a a big spiritual element that keeps him grounded through all of this stuff. And I think that the, I think the big picture is it's tough to get burned up. I don't think they're missing anything. I think as you have players like, like Frank Clark, for instance, they're not going to change his personality and who he is. And they're going to, they're Andy's great about this. And I, I love it. And I've, I've heard this, said a lot of different ways, but I've kind of settled on this is, and, and, I'm, and I'm not speaking for coach, but what I see in that room, what he's great at, what Dave Tobe's great at is he treats everybody the same. Right. Differently. Right. Right. They're great at treating everybody differently. Everybody's different in the room. And so they treat everybody the same differently. Right. And so you're not going to tell Frank Clark, you got to, change your way you know anything he, he's just that's what makes him frank clark right. that's the puzzle piece that they brought into kansas city and as jeff you i mean i always laugh when he said it because the offensive line guys i think always i mean andy reed is very funny and yeah, dave tobe is very his dry humor's off the charts yeah and uh but when when Andy would say build you know build this dummy and then he would say let your personality show yes yeah I love that because everybody relaxed and said, Hey, I can be myself here. I just got to bring my a game in, in between the white lines. Right. And so Tommy is bringing his a game in between, in between the white lines. My address, even though it looked per, it was, it was personal. I get it. And I acted out as 
Bucker is a godfather for one of my sons, Kinsler, actually, KJ, the one that we're talking about earlier. And so I'm watching Bucker getting, hey, we need to figure out a new kicker. We need to figure out a kicker when I know very well it's not just about the holder. It's about all three of the guys, and it's not in sync. Right. And if you want to get mad at me for saying this right now in week 14 or whatever week we are, fine. But I know one thing right now they're working on it. I'm sure Butker, James, Tommy, they've all like talked and said, hey, this is a elephant in the room that we got to talk about that we've been talking about that we might as well now. I hate that. I don't like it. When I sent it out, I I knew it was going to be kind of crazy, but I knew it was going to be taken you have to look at it now, right? right. Yeah. Right. And so if, if 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 they get into a situation where now they hit all of their kicks down the stretch, the laces are all heading downfield, and they win a ring, I'm going to say beautiful. Yeah, and That's I won't give credit. For. I'll just say they, they figured it out somehow right. because right. of this. Right. Right. And that's anybody that knows you, Dustin. And it's everybody yeah. in that locker room. Everybody, nobody, everybody, you're not Le'Veon Bell or Antonio Brown or somebody going to put some there, shit out no there. No one in that locker room now currently, the coaches, especially everyone that knows you personally, took that as um, harsh criticism. Right. It came from a good place. And we all know that because we know you. What happened yeah. was we saw the message online, or not we, the media, and right. they – turned into what they wanted to turn it into. And unfortunately, that's what happens these days. Um, but I would say I'm glad that you're on here. You're able to clear it up and they can hear your tone and, and understand the message. And just yeah. for the record, if you heard Dave Tobe's press conference yesterday, presser yesterday, he said you were right. He said, you know, it's, it's not what he said. Yeah, Dustin's right. Dustin was right. This is not this hasn't been done right. And we got to get it fixed. I mean, that's what he said in the press conference. Yeah. And I just don't. You guys know me. When I I wanted to be an a honorary offensive lineman. I loved having people over to my house. Yes, I, I just yeah. love I just love people. And yeah. I still I told this story the other day, and it's so funny because you th- there's reasons why you guys still have major plugs in Kansas City is because it is a wonderful place. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not saying it's the only wonderful place. There's a lot of wonderful places, but it, it's different. It's something different. And I t- I'll tell you guys, I still sometimes, and I shared this on the radio, I still sometimes take a left, take a right on 143rd Street, go past Prairie Star Elementary, go down the hill to Wynadotte with uh, the brewery that stays and the the distribution yeah. uh, little bottling service that's in Kansas and Missouri, which is hilarious to me. I hit 150 highway and I get past homes and realize I'm not driving to Arrowhead anymore for work yeah, and I got to yeah. flip it around. Yeah. Oh, I bet. We all love that place so much. Yep. Right. No, that's, that's no, you're exactly, exactly right. And here's the thing. Then it's exactly what you said, Dustin, because the motivation for you saying this is because we, we, we feel just as much as part of this team as we did when we were there. And um, we want them to win a ring. And the thing is, look, you're a punter. For Kansas City Chiefs and Pat Mahomes, like, oh, like I'm glad you're a good punter, and obviously it helps us helps us on defense. But like, what's really going to help us is if we make these kicks in the playoffs when all these games come down to field goals, right? So like, I'm glad you're a good punter, but like, 
Okay, Pat Mahomes is the quarterback. I I I was today years old when I found out that he actually punted that. Much. Like I had no idea. I don't. It's Kansas City Chiefs offense. They they're on the field the whole time. So what I'm saying is, again, the same thing. Like we want them to win, and a field goal is going to be and an extra point is going to be very important going into the playoffs. And the last thing you want is these this kind of problem, like you said, Dustin, plaguing you when you're making a Super Bowl run. So yeah, it's, um, and it's not, and you guys know, you guys know how I am too. It's not, this is not like a bad blood thing. And I, right. I, I want, I, I've been out petitioning, trying to, trying to figure out how to keep, because one of the things that punters had have to deal with when they have an unbelievable offense, like we do in Kansas city is I watched Mike Cyphers punt for well over a decade in right. San Diego and never make a Pro Bowl because he never qualified because he didn't have enough punts. Right, right, right. I don't right. think that's right. Tommy Townsend's punting so well right now, he should make the Pro Bowl, but he may not because he doesn't have enough punts. Right. That, that is not right. And right. so I, it, this, is not a, this is not a boom, you're doing the wrong thing. It's right, been talked right. about a lot. And if it's a distraction for, you know, eight days – and then we go on a tear, and he has a big exactly. Super Bowl ring. Beautiful. Mission Good accomplished. To go. Good to go. Dustin, thank you so much for coming on here, for clearing this up, and for the insight. I, I know I think we lost Jeff, but one thing Jeff and I were talking about was how, you know, all the years of football we played, uh, I had no idea about – like, I knew that the snap hold kick had to be fast. What is it, two seconds or something, like under two seconds or something it's like one that? Po- it's like 1.2 to 1.4-ish. I mean, some that- guys – when I was in Jacksonville, uh, we had a guy that was like one one two. Like I wasn't even sure if it was. It, I was. I, I asked, like, did did that ball hit the ground? Did I? Did, it's just then, gone. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. and then, uh, and then one of my favorite. I'm going to go back to Dave Tobe here super quickly. Is I remember as uh, Ryan Ryan Suckup just mastered his craft. He watched all you guys that are in front of him blocking, and he goes. I can take my time here. I can I can do a one three five one three two. Now he right. goes faster when he needs to. He he's good at reading everything going on in front of him. But some of these vets, they really kind of slow it down and they're precise. I love right. watching Robbie Gould too. Robbie sometimes he'll hit that ball. Justin Tucker and and, and Bucker. Everybody's uh, there's no reason to hit a panic button with Harrison. He's he's second in all time history in NFL and he's one of the most amazing people you'll ever meet and so he's he's good to go and what he does for a kickoff coverage standpoint i mean it's amazing it's off the chart it's it's not even real so he's not a real he's not a real human being when he kicks off yeah he's a beast man well dustin we're lucky that you came on brother thank you so much for your time for all this information and uh and for clearing the air and then just sort of filling us in on everything that's going on i do know listening to tobe and knowing kansas city they'll get this fixed and so thank you for the (laughs) for the heads up brother and uh we love you i miss you a ton i know jeff does as well thank you so much for coming on the podcast one-on-one crew thank you for tuning in we will see you again next week go chiefs thanks for listening to kc sports network Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. Inform.
KC Sports Network. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.